Hello, friend. Thanks again for tuning in to the podcast, Rich Like Me, as we are on our 260 challenge together. Today, we are in Luke chapter number three. And as we come to Luke chapter number three, I'm very cognizant of the fact that this is probably one of the most uh, controversial subjects in uh, Christianity today. Of course, I'm talking about the subject of water, water baptism. I want to speak a little bit to that and show you here uh, some things that are still so practical today. First of all, uh, it's, it's done in public. If you'll notice that every time someone was baptized, they're saying, I'm going public with my faith. I'm telling the world that I belong to Jesus. I, I have uh, identified with him. I'm submerged with him. Uh, in, the, in the scripture, they would always do it somewhere outside in a, in a lake or a river or wherever it took place. It was for everyone to see that something had happened to that person. And the same is true for us today. When we get baptized, it's a symbol to our friends, our family, our co-workers, and even to heaven and hell that now we identify with Jesus Christ and we are taking a serious step towards our walk with him and our uh, discipleship. Not only was it done in public, it's very symbolic. Think about it this way. Uh, whenever we get married, we say, with this ring, I thee wed. Though we make that statement, putting the ring on the finger is not what makes us married. It's the vows. It's the covenant that we exchange. It, the same is true with water baptism. There's no magic water. It's it's not the water that really does anything. It's not the water that does any of the cleansing or, or anything like that. Um, to make it anything more than symbolic, I think, is dangerous. It's like worshiping our wedding bands. Uh, to cling to a symbol is what many people try to do, though. They, they miss what God is trying to show us, what the symbol is really all about. And that's just a symbol of, of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Not only was it done in public and symbolic, it was also practical. Can we go to heaven dry? Absolutely. Of course we can. Um, I think scripture teaches us that we are justified by faith alone. But when you express love or you show love, how do you do that? By being obedient, uh, by an action. Love is not just a feeling. Love is something that controls us, and it's a passion that pushes us to do something for other people that we love. And I think that's what is so great about water baptism. It's a step saying, Jesus, I'm not ashamed of you, and I want the world to know <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm yours. But I don't know that I would have started my uh, water baptism class the way that John the Baptist did. He started there in verse number 7. First thing he says is, you guys are a bunch of vipers. Um, he calls them off, it starts off by just uh, could, what could be considered very offensive. I probably would have said something like, man, I'm so glad you're here today. But after John calls them vipers and snakes, he tells them that an axe was resting on the root of their heart, waiting to chop it down if they had not repented and fruit had not been coming from their lives. But what happens next is really incredible. They, every single group, they're asking, what shall we do? In other words, they got it. They understood what they needed to do. The first group was was the multitude. Uh, he told this group to go to learn to be givers. That's in verse 11. Uh, the second group were the tax collectors. He told them to not be like everyone else, uh, to be different, to act like believers on their on their jobs. He wanted them to use their jobs as a arena or an a area for them to show God's power in their lives. And, man, we should absolutely be doing the same things. That's verse 12 and 13. And lastly, the third group were the Roman soldiers. He told them to stop abusing their authority and to try to build relationships and be content with their wages. That's verse 14. But then something amazing happened. All those people followed through with baptism that day. 
the multitudes, the tax collectors, and the soldiers. Not only do they get baptized, but verse 21, they, they tells us that Jesus also got baptized. Just as an example, um, now, that Jesus has to be baptized for the remission of his sins, that's foolish. He never sinned. So that tells me that the water baptism does not do any, anything to do uh, with salvation or anything to do with cleansing us of our sins. That's by alone by the blood of Jesus. So, friend, I hope this gives you some perspective. I hope that you'll, you'll see that there's more than one baptism in the Bible, not just a water baptism. If you'll see there in verse 16, John says there's one that's coming after me that shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's a completely different baptism. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost is when we get saved. We are submerged with the Holy Ghost. He comes fully inside of us. Thank God for that. Friend, I hope this helps you gain some perspective. I hope you see uh, that God's moving and working in your life. I hope you're falling in love with the Word of God a little more every single day. Thank you today for taking the time to listen to this and read your Bible. And I hope that sometime today you'll bow your head and lift your hands and thank God for His awesome and wonderful and amazing grace that saved a wretch like me.